Damar Hamlin died on a football field. Nothing else in sports matters. This week on Iceman and Coach. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Iceman and Coach, the first Iceman and Coach of 2023. Coach is not here with us today. He will be back next week or the week after. I wasn't going to come out with an episode this week because you know what? It's nice to take a break every now and again, and it's nice to recharge, be present with the people that you love. But an incident happened on Monday Night Football that I just can't let a week go by without at least speaking to a little bit because I think that it's important not just for the fabric of sports, but it's important for the fabric of our lives. On Monday, Monday Night Football took place between the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals. And I will admit, I did not watch the game. I did not have it on. That's not really unusual for me. By the time Monday rolls around, even if it's a Patriots game, I find myself at football fatigue. I'm not somebody who gambles on football. I don't have play fantasy football. So I don't find myself needing to watch every single minute of every single game the way a lot of people do. It's just the way that I live my life. That's just my own personal preference. No shade at you if that's what you do or that's how you consume football. I saw some texts that came through on my personal phone, and they were from Dave and Cleve, who are hosts of Political Football, which is another show, a football show, ironically, on the Matty Ice Media Network. And Cleve texted us and said, what happened? Did somebody die? And I had no idea what he was talking about. And because I was reacting secondarily, I was not watching the game live, I had to go to Twitter, which is where I go to find a lot of the -the in-the-moment news that I'm looking for. It's where I went for the Mike Leach news, and I went here. And what I saw was horrifying. What I saw was that Buffalo Bills safety, DeMar Hamlin, had collapsed on the field. I saw the video footage that was out there. People had been publishing it. Now, there's a lot of morality issues that come on with posting videos like that or whatever you want to call it. But I saw the video, and I knew immediately what was going on. What we know now is that DeMar Hamlin is in critical condition at the University of Cincinnati Hospital. He had to be resuscitated on the field due to a cardiac event. It was either a cardiac arrest or a torn aorta. And the man collapsed on the field after a hit from T. Higgins or a tackle that he made on T. Higgins during the game. And it's a tackle that a lot of safeties make and a lot of defensive players make. And I don't think we really bat an eyelash at it. We know that football is a dangerous game. We see the violence all the time. And a hit like that just didn't seem like something that would register in our subconscious. And what ended up happening was he collapsed. The players were rushing to his aid. The coaches were rushing to his aid. And the doctors were rushing to his aid. A lot of time went by. From what I understand, there was about a six-minute commercial break, which is a very, very long commercial break in today's world. Obviously, they try to pack as many commercials in as they can, but in this case, that was long, and I think a lot of people knew something was up. The announcers didn't know what was going on. ESPN didn't know what was going on. They were flipping back and forth between highlights and commercials, highlights, commercials. It was really odd. If you've watched football long enough and at least a standalone game, you know that that is not standard protocol or the usual modus operandi. Football is a very violent sport. There's no getting around it. No matter how long you have watched football, no matter how much you love football, I've been watching football for a very long time. I do love the game of football. Football is violent. We can't talk our way around it. We can't say that it's not violent. We can't pretend that the people on the field aren't human beings. DeMar Hamlin is a human being. He is somebody's son. He is somebody's brother or sister. He's somebody's friend. He's a human being. And to see him collapse on the field that way brought a lot of things into perspective. And I think it should bring a lot of things into perspective for you. 
football in and of itself has done a very, very poor job of taking care of the people that play the sport that we all love. We know that there have been lawsuits from old players about the treatment that they didn't receive after playing the game. What we now know, and and I'm talking about scientific research, is that football is very, very violent on the head. It's not just on the head, though. While brain trauma is very serious, there are a lot of physical ailments that a lot of players continue to work through. And we're talking about star players, Hall of Fame players. It's pretty insane when you think about it. I learned today that each NFL player, after they retire, gets health care for five years only, and then they are on their own. For a game that is so violent, that expects you to be violent, that expects you to put your body through something that nobody really should be going through on a weekly basis for half the year, not to mention all the training camps and things like that, it's amazing that the sport at the professional level would not be taking care of its own. And now imagine the football players that don't play professionally. Imagine the ones that peak in college or the ones that peak in high school. Those players and those humans still went through a lot of physical trauma. Their heads received the same hits that the pros do. They just didn't take as many years of it. There are probably a litany of stories of people that played football in high school whose lives were forever changed because their bodies were forever changed. Maybe their minds were forever changed. There's probably a lot of stories of men who played in college. We just don't hear about them. And I think in this particular instance, the NFL needs to be taken to task. And why? I think one of the big decisions in the moment was what was going to happen to the game. It's sad to think about that because when you see a player collapse, when you see the reactions that were taking place from the players on the field, and again, I am reacting secondarily to this. I did not see it live. But when you go back and look at the footage or any of the still photos that people were posting, because obviously there were a lot of people at the game. It was a nationally televised broadcast. A lot of people saw this moment. And when you look at the reactions of the players, and again, these are players that are used to this kind of stress. Football is very stressful. It puts a lot of stress in their mind and on their bodies. And I think the idea of them panicking or having an overreaction to something isn't something we are used to. It's not commonplace in that sport. We expect our athletes to overcome adversity. This is an adversity that is difficult to overcome in the moment, let alone even in a longer period of time. And the question circulating through Twitter was, what were they going to do with the game? And I think it was the wrong question to ask. And we'll get to that in a minute, but that's not what I want to focus on right now. Imagine if you are watching this game and you have played the game of football, imagine if you feel the trauma still today, and then you watch what happened on the field to a professional, a young man who's 24 years old. It's amazing to think how there's a correlation between football and so much pain. And here what we see on the field is a man collapse, his life hanging in the balance. They had to resuscitate him. He's still in very, very critical condition. He has a pulse. He's getting some of his vitals back. But his life is very much hanging in the balance, and it's over a sport. I said that the NFL needed to be taken to task. The NFL supposedly was thinking about continuing the game. This is all speculation on my part. It is conjecture. I do not know this. I know there were a lot of corroborated stories that were going around the Twitterverse that mention that the NFL had told the players, you have five minutes to warm up. They've obviously come out with statements that have said that that is not true. They've obviously come out with statements that talk about how they support everything going on with DeMar Hamlin, that DeMar Hamlin is in their prayers, that they want the best for him, and that's the only thing that matters to them. The NFL at every turn in its entirety of its lifespan has shown me, at least, that it doesn't care about its players. The players that have come and gone through the NFL, through the pro ranks in football, have basically been discarded like a piece of trash whenever we are done with them. When their playing career at its peak is over, 
we forget about them. And I'm not just talking about the NFL. I'm talking about the fans too. The NFL at the end of the day is a business and they are 100% going to protect their asset. And what is their asset? The shield is their asset. And you may think to yourself or ask me, what do you mean? They need the players. The players are expendable to them. And they have shown that time after time after time. The last incident like this that I can remember, and I actually watched this live, was on the same football field in Cincinnati. It was Ryan Shazier. Ryan Shazier was paralyzed. He now can walk. He never played football again. But it was not a guarantee that he was ever going to walk again. And guess what? That game continued. You think about some of the horrific injuries that we've seen. Look at Alex Smith, the way that he broke his leg. Game went on. Nobody really cared. Nobody really cares anymore. Yes, it was a great story when he came back and started some games after he had rehabbed and everything that he went through, but we found out that he almost lost his leg. He almost lost his life from that. The game must go on. So the NFL, in my mind, is negligent here when it comes to player safety and human safety in the fact that they wanted to continue this game. And they can say what they want. My personal opinion is that they 100% wanted this game to continue because, hey, we have dollars to make, we have sponsors to make happy, and we have playoffs. They are a business, and at the end of the day, they are going to protect themselves 100% full stop. You cannot convince me otherwise. And I think that it is negligent on their part. It's despicable. It's abhorrent. I am not a huge fan of unions. That is my political belief. It's just not something that I 100% can get behind at all times. But in this case, the players' union being there, being able to step in and say, no, that's not what's happening. These players cannot go back out there. I'm thankful that the union was there. And I'm thankful that there are people within the union and within the NFL PA in general that were willing to say no to Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell is a human being. He is a flawed human being. And I'm not here to pass judgment on him or say that he needs to be perfect. But obviously, he is somebody who has made bad decision after bad decision over the years. No matter what happened with Deshaun Watson, in this particular case, he has a duty to protect those players. To me, the NFL is only as good as the players that walk through it. And if they want to be seen as wholesome, if they want to be seen as a, an organization that matters in this country and in this community, then they should be looking at their players a lot differently. I know that there's a lot of people out there who are thinking to themselves and will say to me, to my face, but these players make millions of dollars. There are a lot of people in this world who feel as if money would change their life. And it would. Having millions of dollars at your disposal would 100% change your life. But would it make you happy? Does it make you any less human? I don't believe that is the case. I believe that your humanity should stay with you no matter whether you're rich or poor or somewhere in the middle like me. Damar Hamlin is a human being. Ryan Shazier was a human being. Yes, they were employees of the National Football League. But at the end of the day, they're human beings. And if the NFL wants to continue to make money, I think they would actually be better served to treat their players better and protect them. My friend Dave, who is the host of Political Football, has been talking about fully guaranteed contracts for a while, and I have to give him credit because I think that that is an excellent idea. Yeah, you know what? It cuts into the bottom line of these owners. Maybe Daniel Snyder makes a little bit less money than he normally would. But at the end of the day, does it really matter to them? I think the NFL would have a huge PR nightmare if they didn't do something like this in the wake of what is going on now. I think that in the next collective bargaining agreement, the players should 100% strike so that they can get these fully guaranteed contracts. Because for every DeMar Hamlin, there are guys who get injured who get left by the roadside. 100%. You can't convince me that that doesn't happen. There are probably a lot of players who could be listening to this now and saying, I'm one of those people. My coach discarded me. They didn't actually care that I got hurt. 
I was a liability to them because I couldn't be on the field. And when I break down the actual game, I have said things like your best ability is availability. But I'm talking about this in the confines of a sport. It is a sport. It is not something that is 100% critical to this society. When the COVID pandemic was going on, I would have made the argument that you could actually shut the NFL down. It's not critical. There are elements of it that obviously help society from a happiness perspective, but is it necessary? Is it critical? Moving forward on this, I think what we're seeing now is a litany of opinions. And I want to talk about two opinions in particular that I think are out in the news that are going to be talked about for quite a while. The first one is Skip Bayless. Now, I have to admit, as a broadcaster and as a content creator, I'm not a Skip Bayless guy. I really never have been a Skip Bayless guy. But then again, I'm not really a talking head guy. Skip Bayless is a talking head. When he was here with Stephen A. Smith at ESPN and now with Shannon Sharp over at Fox, he is paid to have outlandish opinions. It's hard to know what Skip Bayless really thinks. And it's not just a Skip Bayless issue. It's a lot of people. It's hard to know what they actually think because of what they are paid to do. There are shows on television today that 100% are on television to have a us versus them debate. They could actually agree on these things, but one of them is going to give an opinion that is differing from the other. That's why I don't watch those shows. Skip Bayless tweeted in the moment about continuing the game, and he asked a fundamental question of, but how do they do this? There are playoff implications to this game. There are implications to this game for a lot of other teams in the league. And he even said, but all of it seems inconsequential. It doesn't matter. He got absolutely roasted. Is there criticism to be laid for Skip Bayless tweeting in that moment and tweeting about how do they go on with this game and talking about playoff implications? Sure, yeah. But I don't think Skip Bayless is really the problem. I think that our society has created this problem because we seem to need to have an opinion right now at every single turn. We never let something sit. We always have to tweet out or put something on Facebook or put something on Instagram about how we feel about something right now. The Chris Rock getting slapped by Will Smith thing at the Oscars, we all had to have an opinion on that right just now. We couldn't actually sit back, think about it, and come up with some nuance to this. There is some nuance to the Skip Bayless argument here. Yes, he tweeted something in the moment that was seen and taken out of context as insensitive. Should he have tweeted it? No. But again, he's paid to do stuff like that. That is his job. Because we, the people, have made it so. The people who consume this content have made it so. And those same people who watch Skip Bayless and watch Stephen A. Smith are now condemning him for what he said. This is not on Skip Bayless. This is on society. It is on social media. It is on the way that we have created this society, the paradigm that we live under, that we 100% have to have an opinion right just now. If we didn't live in that society, Maybe we would have sat back and thought about this and taken some perspective, taken some inventory. The people that are going after Skip Bayless are 100% correct in their assertion and in their feelings that this is not the time and the place, that DeMar Hamlin's life is more important no matter what happens with the play on the field. And that's what Skip Bayless, I think, was trying to say. He just said it at the wrong time. Now you move on to today, by the time we are recording this, and Bart Scott has been on ESPN, another ESPN guy, and Skip Bayless was a former ESPN guy, Bart Scott, a former New York Jet, a former Baltimore Raven, and now he works in ESPN, and he was on with Stephen A. Smith, and we're on first take now. This is another show that is set up for argument television, just not for me. They're talking about this incident, and Bart Scott said something to the fact that T. Higgins was at fault for this because DeMar Hamlin was not expecting him to lunge himself at his chest. 
I feel like as a former player, Bart Scott should know a little bit better. And again, this is the paradigm that we have set up. The way that we consume our television is we need to have an opinion. Bart Scott maybe doesn't believe this, but he is paid to have this opinion on television on first take. And I don't think that it's the correct opinion. I think that Bart Scott, even if he's being paid to say something like this, needs to turn around and say, this ain't right. I can't say this. I can't in good conscience say this. It is not T. Higgins' fault. T. Higgins, to me, is a forgotten element of this because everything is about DeMar Hamlin as it should be. We want him to get out of the woods. We want him to remain alive and have a long, healthy life. We all want for that for ourselves and for our family members and our friends. I want that for him. But T. Higgins, this is a trauma for him. Even if he's paid to play the game of football, the incident is not something that is generally in the range of outcomes for playing a football game. You're going to see broken legs. You're going to see torn ligaments. But somebody dying after a hit that you were a part of, you don't expect to see that. There is trauma there. Trauma that's going to stay with him for the rest of his life. He may not be the same player the rest of the season. The Bengals may not actually get the kind of production out of him that they could have expected going into the playoffs. And they will make the playoffs. And who could blame him? This is a lot. It's a huge burden to carry. And T. Higgins has to carry that burden wherever he goes every single day. It doesn't matter who says what about him. But the fact that Bart Scott, a former player, could come out, sit there on national television, on cable television, and say that T. Higgins was part of the problem. That's problematic in and of itself. And it's, a again, a symptom of a larger cause. Why are we not looking at the things that we're saying on television or on radio or on YouTube or on a podcast? And I get it. There's some irony to the fact that I'm on a sports podcast giving you my opinion about this. It's been a couple of days since this incident, and I've actually watched a lot of content to get a feel of the media presence around this and the way that people are feeling. And I think 99% of the time, people are in the same boat of, I just hope he gets better. And we need to figure something out to make this a little bit more safe, I guess, for the players, a little bit more palatable. I'm not sure you're ever going to be able to do that. I think the hard reality that we have to face is that football is violent. It's not a sport that's ever going to be safe and we consume it. And I think sometimes we forget about these consequences. And we also forget about the fact that we, the fans, have forgotten about more players than we remember. A lot of players who get injured, we think, do your job, next man up. And I, as a Patriots fan, have lived by that motto as a fan for many, many years. Do your job, next man up. When you say next man up, that means that there's another human being that is involved that is no longer part of this. They've either lost their job, had a horrific injury, and we don't know if they're ever going to be the same. But we as fans expect them to be the same. It's a binary relationship for us. You either get on the field and produce or get out. And maybe this is the incident that puts it into perspective for us. Will it, though, in the end? Probably not. There's a lot of people listening now who are thinking, I don't care. It's not going to change the way that I view football. I'm not asking you to stop watching football. No one is ever going to ask you on this show to stop consuming sport. Sports inherently are a wonderful thing, but there are incidences that take place within it that we need to take stock of. And if this is not one of them, what is it going to take for you? So many things have happened in sports that we should have been honing in on and focusing on, and we just let it fall by the wayside. The current story that is out there now of a video of Dana White hitting his wife on New Year's Eve that's not even getting the same kind of attention as many things that have happened just in 2022 alone. Look at the Deshaun Watson stuff. No outrage for that whatsoever. I have no idea what's going to happen to Dana White, but he seems to be immune and he seems to be shielded from any sort of real consequences. What is it going to take for you to remember that sports are humans and that there are inherent flaws in the sports that we are watching, especially violent sports, 
If you're a UFC guy, if you're a boxing guy, if you're a football guy, these are combat sports. Maybe you don't think of football as a combat sport, but it is. Every time those players go at each other after the snap of the ball, they're trying to kill each other. It's a game of attrition for inches on a field of grass. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind when you think about making your heroes football players, making your heroes basketball players. They put balls in hoops. They hit a ball with a wooden bat. They move a football inches down a field. At the end of the day, the sport is inconsequential in the totality of our lives. DeMar Hamlin hopefully will be okay. Hopefully his Buffalo Bills teammates will be okay. Hopefully his family will be okay. But I think we need to remember going forward that sports are not as important as real life. The game should have been postponed. It should be canceled. And we should be thinking about how we can make it better for the Bills and Bengals players. Even the fans that were at the game. I'm sure there were a lot of kids who were at the game. Maybe it was their first game. Imagine that. Just imagine. I love sports as much as the next person. And I always will. But as I get older, I recognize the flaws that are within these sports. Because they're run by human beings. And human beings are always going to be flawed. I just expect better for humans from people like Roger Goodell from people like the NFL. But as I said on political football the other day, it's important for me to recognize this fact. And I have now come to grips with it. And I've accepted it when I watch it. The NFL cares more about itself than it does about its players. It's always been that way. And I'm not sure what kind of an incident is going to change it. But I can tell you something right now. If it's not an incident like this, the NFL will never change. The players will never matter. And as long as we watch the product, they're going to continue down that road until we, the fans, actually make our voices heard. Thanks, everybody. This is Iceman and Coach. The opinions and viewpoints expressed on the Iceman and Coach Sports Show are those of Matt Freights, Brad Powell, and their guests, and not necessarily those of the Matty Ice Media Network. The Iceman and Coach Sports Show is exclusively owned by Matt Freights and Brad Powell and is brought to you by the Matty Ice Media Network.